All right, if you have your Bibles, be finding Galatians chapter 5 in your Bibles. And while you're finding that, I want to make uh, two or three announcements. <clears throat> Dave, would you uh, pull those up for me? Um, we are, first of all, let me say thank you, Anita, again. What a blessing, and we, uh, we just pray God's richest blessing on you. Uh, this, uh, tonight at 7 p.m., we will have a Bible study, and I wanted to mention to you parents, if you would like to come to the Bible study, you have small children, we will have four adults here at the field house to take care of children. One is uh, Derek Goodrich. Derek, are you here today? Is Derek here? He, okay, I, yeah. I talked to Derek. He's going to be here tonight to especially work with the boys this evening at the field house. So he'll have a program for the boys, and uh, we'll have three women, adult women, to help with your children. So if you want to attend the Bible study at 7 o'clock, we will be at uh, Nick and Elizabeth's Ramsey's. For Bible study at 7 o'clock. Wednesday night, um, we are starting some new things. Uh, Kevin Fowler will be leading a, a teenagers Bible study, and uh, we'll, we're trying to get 10. This is a new class. Uh, we're trying to get at least 10 people in there, and um, we're going to have pizza for them this Wednesday night. If you know teenagers who, who would like to study the Bible with Kevin Fowler, He's, he's not that good looking, but, you know, he's a good teacher. So we're going to go with the teaching part. Uh, that'll be Wednesday night at 7 o'clock, and we're going to provide pizza for you. So, uh, And I'll be in the auditorium, by the way. We'll have classes for all age groups. I'll be in the auditorium, and my subject Wednesday night will be the millennium. Uh, what is the millennium, and when is the millennium? And so that'll be this Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. Bring your teens, sit in on the adult class, and let them attend Kevin's class. And then uh, two weeks from today, we, we once again pick up with Ephesians, our series, the second half of Ephesians. And uh, so be praying for that. And um, we're going to do a little attendance push for October 7th. That's two weeks from today. But this morning, uh, I wanted to share with you a little bit um, from Galatians chapter 5 about the work of the Holy Spirit. Uh, Galatians chapter 5 verse 25 sums up my text for this morning. If we are alive by the Holy Spirit, let us walk in or with or by the Spirit. Uh, Paul is talking here about the difference between the law of Judaism and how they wanted to impose the regulations of Judaism. Paul says you can do it, but it won't change people's lives. The true key is not in external laws but in the indwelling spirit. That is the genius of Christianity. 
Uh, and so he says, the section here starts in verse 16, I say to you, walk by the Spirit and you will not fulfill the desires of the flesh. That's the idea is, how do I keep temptation at bay? How am I able to walk with God and please God? And he said the key is in the power and presence of the Holy Spirit. There are people, many people believe in God. They believe in God the Father. But they take a step forward when they become a Christian and believe in God the Son. That Jesus died on the cross for their sins. That he was their sacrifice and they can have forgiveness through Christ. I think there's an even further step, and I, I realize this is uh, simplistic, but, uh, but it is not that you receive the Spirit because Jesus comes into your heart when you become Christian, but, but that you begin to embrace the Spirit as the Lord of your life. 2 Corinthians 3.18 says that the Spirit is the Lord. The Holy Spirit is simply the Spirit of Christ. In fact, Philippians 1.19 calls, uh, calls the Holy Spirit the Spirit of Jesus. So when Jesus was resurrected and ascended back to heaven, He then filled or flooded all things with His presence and with His Spirit. That's why it was better, He told the disciples, that I, that I go back to heaven and send the Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of Jesus, Philippians 1.19. Romans 8 9 says that if you, if, if you don't have the Spirit of Christ, then you don't belong to Him. So there He calls it the Spirit of Christ. So the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of Christ living inside of you. Here, the Apostle sets out uh, two alternative paths. Um, verse 18 If you are led by the Spirit, you're not under the law. Now, the works of the law are obvious, or the works of the flesh are obvious. That's in verse 19. Sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry. These are the works of the flesh. Sorcery, is my version has sorcery. Um, by the way, the uh, Greek word there in verse 20 for sorcery, the Greek word is pharmakua from which we get pharmacy, drugs. And the reasoning is, the reason they translate it sorcery is because in the first century, to witchcraft was accomplished by narcotics. They would go into like a uh, drugged state, and then they could predict the future or, uh, and contact the demon world. So when it comes to, when he came across the Greek word pharmakua, or the idea of drugs, they, they translate it sorcery because that's the way they did sorcery. It engaged your mind and spirit in another, into another realm. And that is a work of the flesh. He also includes, verse 20, enmity, strife, jealousy, anger, um, all of these are very um, describable. They're very uh, impressionable. They're very all, common to all of us. I was the other night uh, watching a, some kind of little 
TV program with Jan, and, and uh, some guy was uh, trying to break into this house, and the husband uh, threw himself in front of the door, and I don't remember exactly what happened. I didn't see all of it, but I think he like got shot or something, but he saved his family. And I turned to Jan, and I said, uh, you think I'd do that for you? I mean, I, you know, I thought, that's noble. And I, I assumed that she would say, yes, my beloved. <laughs> you would throw yourself off a cliff to show your love for me. She said, I, I think you'd try to. <laughs> Thank you for that vote of confidence. <laughs> but, you know, I could, I could kind of feel the heat rising right there. Well, what do you mean? I, you don't think I would lay down my life for you? You don't think I'm bold and courageous like that guy on TV? Anyway, um, that's a work of the flesh. And it, can ha it catches you off guard. And he goes on, he says, Any, all these dissensions and divisions, verse 21, envies and drunkenness and orgies, all the things like this. He says, I warn you, as I've warned you before, those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. That's not part of the kingdom. And so he's calling us out of it. But how do we get out of it? Well, what the Judaizers were trying to say is you passed all these laws. Put the laws of the laws of Moses. Paul said, no, it won't work. He said, look at this. Verse 22, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. And then the last statement of verse 23, with these fruits of the Spirit, against these things, you don't need a law. What law could you possibly add to help a person who has love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and self-control, meekness and all of those things? Laws become unnecessary. And then in verse 25, So if we are alive by the Spirit, he says, let us walk by the Spirit. Now three quick things. To... Make that transition to a spirit-led life. First of all, in verse 25, if we are alive by the Spirit, is the Spirit dwelling in us? That is the first question. Is there a fire that has been ignited inside of me that will not go out? We used to have a, an evangelist uh, named John Bray, Southern Baptist Evangelist. I think he lives in Florida now, but uh, this was years ago, and he tells a story of how he, talking to a guy who had a kite, that, and it would fly so high, it would just completely, he'd lose sight of it totally. And somebody said, well, how do you know it's even up there? He said, because I can feel the tug. There's a connection, that string that connects me and that kite I feel it. And when you start to drift, can you feel the tug? When you begin to 
veer off from the lordship of Christ? Do you feel that tug? When you need guidance or strength or, or wisdom for what to do, whenever we have opportunities like Anita shared today, what do I do? That tug. That is the, that is the expression that the Holy Spirit lives in us and will not let us go. So if we are alive by the Spirit, the first thing is, is His life has to be in you. But then He says, let us also walk by the Spirit. Now that indicates the Spirit is not only living, but He's also moving. A paraphrase might be, let us walk with the Spirit, or keep in step with the Spirit is one translation. In other words, the Holy Spirit is going somewhere. He's not just stagnant. He will move and He is saying, move with me. An Old Testament illustration comes in the book of Numbers when the cloud, when they brought, when God brought Israel out of Egyptian bondage, he put a cloud over the whole camp of Israel. And what he would do is when he wanted them to move, the cloud moved and they were to break camp and follow the cloud. And then whenever they, God wanted them to stop, the cloud stopped. So then they would set up tent and stay till they saw the cloud move. Here's what it says in Numbers 9. As, uh, verse 18, as long as the cloud rested over the tabernacle, they remained in the camp. Even if the cloud continued many days, they kept the charge of the Lord and did not set out. Sometimes the cloud was only a few days over the tabernacle, and they would remain in the camp. And sometimes, Numbers 9, 21, the cloud remained from evening till morning, and then in the morning they would set out, or for a day and a night, when the cloud lifted, they'd set out. Just one day. Maybe 24 hours. Just, I mean, you don't even have to, hardly have time to eat and sleep. And then there goes the cloud. Well, we just got set up. There goes the cloud. The, the cloud represented the presence of God. And that's the way the Holy Spirit is. You Don't think that where you are now in your Christian life that you are going to stay there. 2 Corinthians 3.18 says, He moves us, we are transformed from one degree of glory to another. The Holy Spirit is on the move. The way to walk in victory is move with Him. Eight, nine years ago, maybe ten now, I started feeling this. Uh, the church on Bristol Road was full. The bills were paid. Things were good. I was midlife. I was comfortable. The cloud had just stopped and stayed in one place, and I was like, okay, I think the cloud's going to be here for a long time. And then the cloud began to move. And God spoke to me out of Psalm 71 and said, uh, I, I want you to start planning for the generation to come to show them my power. And then another verse out of Revelation 3, 7, and 8, where he said, I will open a door for you, and no man can shut it. I said, God, what do you want me to do? Buy land, build a whole new church, build a, start a whole new congregation, uh, and 
because if I can build one church, I can build two churches. I'm like, oh, I'll pray about that. <laughs> he's moving. And he's, he, he's not going to stop and wait for me. There is no occasion when Jesus walked up to any man and said to them, let me follow you. He always walked up to men and said, follow me. He's going somewhere. We've got to get on in his track and his timing. There's one other thing here. If we live, if we're alive by the Spirit, the Spirit lives in us. Let us walk by the Spirit. There's a moving of the Spirit. He's going somewhere. Want you to go with Him? Then He says, let us also walk by the Spirit, indicating that He will determine where. It indicates He's the leader. He takes the initiative. He, he gives the direction, the Holy Spirit. I think I'm going to come back next week and talk about how to recognize this. Uh, my message next week, if I could title it, I'll throw it out here for you. How do you know who to marry? <laughs> or, or how about this one? What if you married the wrong one? <laughs> now I got your attention. Yeah, that's what I need. But next Sunday morning, I'm going to do that. That's what I'm thinking right now. But the final point I want to make here is that when we come to the Holy Spirit, we don't just get Him to just come and shake our hand and meet Him and have a good experience or even a blessing. The Holy Spirit does not just come to you and bless you. He doesn't just say... Uh, here's what I see sometimes. People will have a problem and they, they know they need God's help and so they come to God and they want... Like, let's say you have a smoking problem. You cannot quit smoking. So you go to God. Please, oh God, give me the Holy Spirit's strength and help to quit smoking. And maybe He does. And you're like, hallelujah. I've been delivered from nicotine. So now I'm free. And then you start living just like you were living before, only without the smoking. That is not what the Spirit-filled, Spirit-led life is described by in the Bible. If you go to Charlotte, North Carolina, where Billy Graham lives, he lives up on a mountain, and if you were standing on that mountain and you looked down around his home, you'd find several other homes of his team members. Uh, some of them have died, but and Billy Graham's in his 90s. But they actually have moved through life together uh, and now actually live on the same in the same vicinity in Charlotte, North Carolina. And, uh, and I met Billy Graham one time. I, I don't know if I ever shared that with you in Minneapolis, Minnesota. I don't even remember why I was there. It was 30, 40 years ago. And, and I went to hear him speak in Minneapolis, and I was sitting down front, and I thought, I'm going to meet him. I'm going to shake his hand. And so after he got done speaking, I, I watched uh, where he exited, and I 
made a beeline right for that exit, went down a hallway out into the parking garage, and sure enough, there he is, and there's his team members, and they're all walking toward the cars. And I'm getting ready, you know, I'm, I'm like, <clears throat> Dr. Graham, I'm Larry Rednauer. Almost like Johnny Cash, you know. <clears throat> Dr. Graham, it's good to meet you. I'm, I'm pastor in Flint, Michigan. <clears throat> when I finally got up to him, I was kind of out of breath. And I said, Dr. Graham! <coughs> oh, man, that's so embarrassing. I sounded like an absolute hick from the hills of Tennessee. <laughs> then I realized I am a hick from the hills of Tennessee. My voice, if, if, if it had been any higher, would have busted every car in that parking garage. But he said, good to meet you, good to meet you. Somebody get me away from this guy? <laughs> I met him. I shook his hand. But I didn't walk with him. I didn't walk with him to the next crusade. I didn't go with him when he lost his wife. I didn't go with him to England when he was speaking to pastors over there. I didn't go with him to the hospitals when he had surgeries. I didn't walk with him. I just shook his hand. I experienced touching Billy Graham. He doesn't remember me. Unless, he, unless it's like, oh, the guy with the real shrill, offensive, annoying voice? Yeah, yeah, he was in Minneapolis. Can't never forget that. No, I... I don't think he would know who I was. Some people are like that with the Holy Spirit. When he says, walk with me, you are turning, you are essentially saying to the Holy Spirit, my future I now place at your disposal. I, you may define where I go, when I go, and what I do from this day forward. And when you do that, when you fully yield to the Holy Spirit, you will find what he says in verse 16. If we walk by the Spirit or with the Spirit, then you will not fulfill the desires of the flesh. That is the true victory right there is fully yielding, fully turning our heart and life over to the Holy Spirit. And as we listen to the opportunities like Anita presented to us today, what does the Holy Spirit want me to do? And you know what the Christian life is? It's just doing what the Holy Spirit says. Nothing more, nothing less. And that's what we commend to you today.